Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax, you have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us, holding to pure grace. Again, relax, join in with us. Listen on, be blessed. Defenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill, and I'm joined with Grace Guard Dog Steve in the Arctic air of Steve's garage, because apparently... (laughs) What time did I tell you I was coming over? Yeah, yeah, you said 7.30. I meant tonight. (laughs) So apparently the air has been running on... All day. 60 degrees all day. It is cold. It's like an icebox in here. It is. So, we're going to podcast and do jumping jacks at the same time. Yeah. Because we can walk and chew gum and podcast <laughs> and do jumping jacks. <laughs> yes. Yes, we could jump through a hoop. Well, how are you doing, Great Scar Dog Steve? I am just plugging along just great. Not making any progress doesn't count. I'm doing awesome, having a good day, but still on that computer, I am shut, just... You had one of the fellow guard dogs come over, didn't you? Yes, I did, trying to get it straightened out, and I was paying to get some of this computer stuff straightened out. I've been at this continual... State of do the words futility mean it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That that's it. But hopefully the uh, the content of the podcast is good and it's edifying to people. And we hope that all you fellow guard dogs out there are enjoying. Yeah, but at the same time learning. Yeah. But, but just being filled with life and filled with your spirit. That's what we really want for the podcast is a way in which God can fill you with his spirit. Well, I did get some feedback from the last podcast. The part about I will keep his mind in perfect peace. Right. Didn't we touch on that last podcast? Yeah, that was the last podcast. I will keep him in perfect peace. That was that shalom, shalom. And my wife, Ramona, she liked that double shalom. And she conceded the point that you really can't keep your mind in perfect peace. You can't control your mind. Or she said the same thing. Everyone would, would do it. Yes. They would only think about... Whatever is lovely, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure. And they would allow the peace of Christ to rule in their heart continually and only. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it clicked in her. She said, wow, that makes sense so, because I strive to always have perfect peace. So she wasn't saying peace is a choice like the guy in the sermon that I heard about two she weeks ago. She said she's Peace in the... Ch- <laughs> you got it, huh? Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah. She always chooses peace. Yes. 
Peace is a choice. It's a choice, you guys. That's how it should be preached, as a choice. <laughs> Who's the guy choosing calamity, doom, despair, and agony on me? It's certainly not me. It's have, no one. Yeah, I have to think God is for me and not against me because I get depressed if I think he's against me. I have to keep believing that he's for me. Well, our question that we were getting back to was Deuteronomy 31.6. He uses that Deuteronomy 31.6, which was the question. Yes, what be, is the question about Explain Deuteronomy Just explain. Okay. 31.6. Okay. Which is, don't be fearful, be courageous, for I will never leave you, nor I will never forsake you. And it's repeated in Hebrews 13, and we'll get to that because it's it's a similar circumstance. Both are coming out of persecution from people. Actually, both are called thorns in the flesh by the Apostle Paul. And when you get past Deuteronomy into Judges, it opens up. If you don't put these people out that I'm telling you to be strong and courageous about, they're going to be a thorn in your flesh. Paul uses that when he's talking about the new covenant that the people that were opposed to the the grace of God and the new covenant he said they had become a thorn in his flesh the Jews did the book of Judges right at chapter 1 I believe what does it say in Judges chapter 1 if you don't dispel these people in the land they will become a thorn, a thorn in your side okay thorn okay. in your flesh okay now I'm tracking with you in Paul's ministry the Judaizers, the legalizers, are the, the people that are persecuting him, and that's the mystery of what is Paul's thorn in the flesh. It wasn't a eye disease. It was people, the Judaizers, the enemies. It was 26-3 was the question last week, right? Do you have that? I believe so. Deuteronomy? Isaiah 26-3. Okay. Do you want me to read some of it? It's just first three. The steadfast of mine you will keep in perfect peace. And the King James says, You will keep him in perfect peace, shalom, shalom, whose mind is stayed on the Lord. And we looked up that word mind, and everywhere else it's translated imagination. Let's see, I'll, I'll read it again. We can read yeah, it again. We did, we did. Should I read it again, though? Sure. Yeah. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail or forsake you. Okay. Now, if your mind was set on that promise, you know what you would have? Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Boy, I love that. Peace. I would forgive any that that's near a million dollars just to get peace and they said they will believe that right the contest is on okay so go down the same chapter mm-hmm. a little further down to verse 21 so 31 21 then it shall come about when many evils and troubles have come upon them this song will testify before them as witnesses, for it shall not be forgotten from the 
lips of their descendants. For I know the intent or the imagination. That's that word. They are developing today. Before I have brought them into the land which I swore. They're having imaginations before God brought them into the promised land which he swore he would. Does it say he knew they would? He, it, it says that, yes. So it's not God testing them to see, can I trust these guys? Let me, let me see what they do. They already knew what they would do. No. Who needs to know that it's impossible exactly. to have your mindset yes. on the Lord and have perfect peace? Right. That That's what the Old Testament was showing, that they couldn't do it, they couldn't do it, they couldn't do it. And we as believers in the 21st century are supposed to say, neither can I. I'll trust in God's Spirit in me. Exactly. So... Go back to Deuteronomy 21.6. That was the verse we were asked about. What does it mean? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. I looked it up in the Greek Septuagint. Says, be a man. <laughs> man up. Don't be a coward. Wow, that is too funny. But isn't that a, a good mindset to have? Yes, that's what you want. You want to be, you, you don't want to be fearful and not courageous. You, you want to be courageous. And what's the promise if your imagination is stayed on the Lord? Perfect peace. Yes. And what did it say in? Deuteronomy 31, 21. You're not going to have perfect peace. You're going to have the opposite of perfect peace because you're going to be not going to have peace of mind. You're going to have the enemy on your mind, and that's going to be bigger. Your circumstances, your situation is going to be far greater than God's promise and setting your mind on that promise. Now, why doesn't he just in 31.6 say, I'll just let the peace of Christ umpire in my heart? Because it did say that in Deuteronomy 31. That's, there was, mm -hmm. if you do this, yes. you'll have perfect peace. Awesome. I never saw that. But that, that is, Would they have had perfect peace if they could have kept yeah, it? Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole nation, when they saw... They believe when the 12 spies came back with the report, we don't even know if they actually were giants. We know they were, and 10 of the spies, their mind was not perfect peace. Their mind was, they're giants, they'll devour us, no peace, only fear, right? Because their minds weren't stayed on the Lord. Otherwise, they would have said, oh, they're not half the size of my God, but... As always, we see in the Old Testament that they just couldn't do it. But what's cool is God did give two guys perfect peace, Joshua and Caleb. And what does it say about Joshua? He had a double portion of the Spirit. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's 
And well, here we are in Deuteronomy 31, and Joshua is about to be commissioned to go into the promised land before them. Joshua, his name means what? Jesus, really? Yeah, Yahshua, salvation, deliverer. He's going to deliver them, and he's. It says he's going before the, the people to deliver them. What happens is when you get down to Deuteronomy. 31, 21. 31, 21. and no surprise to God, I gave you this promise, I will be with you, I will never leave you or forsake you. Perfect peace. If you remember this promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's keeping your mind stayed on the Lord. I will give you perfect peace. Shalom, shalom. Yes. But he says, you will not keep your mind in perfect peace you're going to be devoured and I'm going to sing this song I'm going to make you sing this song as a witness against you that you are not able to keep your mind stayed on the promises of God we should look at that Bill that's awesome that's what 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 verse is that 3121 okay We'll read it again. Yes. Remember, we, we talked about in Isaiah 26, 3, that it uses that word, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. And everywhere else, the word mind is translated imagination. Before the flood, he said, I'm going to destroy man because his imagination is on evil continuously. This same Deuteronomy 31 it says his imagination is never on the Lord therefore if his imagination or his mind is not stayed on the Lord there's no perfect peace there's no peace at all there's only fear and calamity and he told him don't fear because I'll never leave you nor forsake that should have been their mindset that on the Lord, the, the Lord said, my, my mindset should be the Lord said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So he's not going to do that to me. And that's what I should continually think in my mind. And in the Old Testament, there was a penalty if I didn't do that. There wasn't. It was all given to show us that we could not keep our mind stayed on the Lord. The only one that could keep his mind continuously stayed on the Lord or the Father was Jesus. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Why? Where is his mind? It's continually stayed on the Lord. Did Jesus have perfect peace? I think he did. And his mind was continually stayed on the Lord. That he was always about doing what he saw the Father doing. It wasn't there a song about them not being able to keep their mind on the Lord? A couple times, but right there in Deuteronomy 31, yes. 21, 22, right in there, he gave them this song as a witness against themselves. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. Let me read it. But I will surely hide my face that day because of all the evil which they do for they will turn to other gods now therefore write this song for yourself and teach it to the sons of israel put it on their lips in order that 
this song may be a witness for me against Israel. Let's see, Bill, can you also read that in the King James? Because it reads a little better. It, it actually employs the word imagination. So I think it'd be better if you did. Do you mind? Yeah, it, it gives insight into their imagination. Deuteronomy thirty-one twenty-one, And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness, for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed, or children, for I know their imagination which they go about now before I have brought them into the land which I swore. So it's a promise, it's sworn with an oath, and I'll never leave them nor forsake them. Is the promise. Is the promise. Remember last week we did the, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind or imagination is stayed on the Lord. And here he's saying, I know their imagination. Is not stayed on the Lord. I'm thinking it's it's not not stayed stayed on on the the fact that I will never leave them or forsake them. They're, They're not thinking that at all right now. No, their imagination is on what these giants can do to them. Exactly, exactly. And they've got the song to remind them that that's exactly what would happen when they faced something like the giants. They would quit remembering that God will not forsake them, but he will be with them. Even though he's hidden his face from them, he's still with them and hasn't left them. And they need to remember that because they are facing giants and they have to defeat in battle, those giants. So they were tested. Exactly. Uh, Again and again, they were tested. Remember, a test is not to make you better. A test is to make you what? Dependent on the spirit. So let's... It says the law became our teacher to lead us to Christ. That's what the test is for. It's to test your ability, which you don't have, so you get an F, And then you rely on Christ to get the A. So let's jump ahead to, I think it's Hebrews 13. And this same quote is in Hebrews 13. Okay. I will never leave you or or forsake forsake you. you. Only it's doubled up in strength. Yes. It is really doubled up in the Greek, uh, in Hebrews. They really emphasize this point. So I should read it. It says, let your character be free from the love of money, being content with whatever you have. He himself has said, I will never, no, never, ever leave you or forsake you. So that we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Don't be carried away by various strange teachings, for it is good 
for the heart to be strengthened by grace or established by grace, most versions use. Established by grace. And then it's one more, and not by something else. Not by foods through which those were thus occupied were not benefited. Say what? So we'll get into that. Okay. But But first... Did it say Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes. Wasn't Joshua the name Jesus Jesus was was given? Yeshua. Go go in ahead for us. He will go in ahead for you. Wasn't Joshua that had it in his mind that they could take the promised land? Yes. The giants were not a factor. Because he had a double dose of the grace or the spirit. And it's the same spirit of Christ that is in us. It's the same yesterday. It's the same today. It'll be the same tomorrow. It'll be the same forever because we are in Yeshua Christ. And that spirit is in us giving us the courage. And it's the same yesterday, today, forever, tomorrow, next week. It never changes. He never doubts. He never doubts. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. He knows that his father will never, ever leave him. Wasn't that, it was ume in the Greek. Mm -hmm. Those are the two strongest negation words in the Greek language. U Mm. and me. Mm. Meanoia. We say that all the time. Wow. Shall we continue in sin? Meanoia. Absolutely not. And ooh is another, O-U is the, is the other word that's the strongest. I don't know which is stronger, but ooh or may, but he puts them right together. Ooh, may. And you, you read it, you emphasize that when you read it, that I will never, no, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever impossible for me to leave you or forsake you. Even though you're doubting because you've had a bad day, I, as the Spirit in the New Covenant, am going to remind you that your sins and lawless deeds he'll remember no more. I, the Holy Spirit, in this New Covenant, will make sure that you realize he will never forsake you. He will never leave you when the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is condemning you and saying you don't have any right to go ask God for anything when the law is condemning you because it's the ministry of condemnation and you feel like, oh, I've messed up so bad. How could I possibly go before God, the Holy Spirit in the new covenant, which It says it's good to be established by grace. That Holy Spirit is going to say, no, Steve, he will never, ever, no, never, ever, ever, never forsake you, no matter how bad you messed up today. This is the new covenant and what Deuteronomy was talking about from the beginning. Yeah, so we can deduct from that that it's good for the heart to be established by grace and not by strange teachings. Now this seems strange, but he's actually talking about legalism. If you do this, God will do 
that cause and effect religion is a strange teaching to the writer of Hebrews, even though it was orchestrated by God. But it was orchestrated by God to show that you could never, ever put confidence in yourself, but put confidence in the promise that he will never, ever, no, never, ever, ever leave you or forsake you. Even though by appearance and your legalistic friends would be like, man, Steve took a stand and they, they took away his pastorship and because he won't preach that you got to do your part. And so he's he's not... They stripped him. Yeah. And they took his house away. And they took his possessions away. That's what happened to the people in, in Hebrews that he's talking about. He said... And then, they literally took their houses and possessions away back then for preaching the the gospel of grace. Look what happened to Paul. Five times I received the 40 minus one lashes. He was put in jail. He was shipwrecked. If anyone could say, boy, it sure feels like he left me and forsook me. We don't think Paul wrote Hebrews. Maybe he did. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit wrote Hebrews 13. Yes. Yes. Now, by appearance, it would look like the Apostle Paul was forsaken and that God left him. And many times for us, in appearance, it looks like we've been let down by God, but he will not leave us or forsake us. So that's not the case. Even though it appears to be the case, it's not the case. And how is that established? By grace or by by grace, by the Spirit saying, no, he will not forsake you. He'll remember your sins and lawless deeds no more. By doing the ministry of what? Righteousness? Yes. Isn't that the Spirit's ministry to say, no, you are righteous and he loves you, even though you're having a hard time paying the rent today. It's not because God has forsaken you. There's other reasons, but it, that's not one of the reasons. Just like that wasn't one of the reasons back in the Old Testament illustrations that we looked at. They were at the promised land. They saw the giants and said, oh gosh, God has forsaken us. He's left us again. This is why we're in here having to face these big giants and everything. But that wasn't the reason back then. He had hid himself from them, but never left them or forsook them. And they were supposed to remember that. Oh, he's on our side. He's our God. He will defeat those people. And the 10 of them who were natural minded, human minded, having the mind of a human forgot that He'll never leave us or forsake us. The two that were empowered by the Spirit remembered and knew that God had not forsaken them, so they were ready to go conquer whatever it is. And in the modern-day situations, it's the same thing. Whatever we face, God has not left us or forsaken us, and he can pull us out of that situation. He may do it a different way than we think, because he always does it a different way than I think. I get a situation and I'm trying to solve it, solve it, solve it, and it's not getting solved and it's not getting solved. And all of a sudden something from left field comes in and solves it. 
because he never was forsaking me during that hard time I was having. He never left me. He was working behind the scenes for me, just like he's always working behind the scenes for you. And in the old covenant, they had to believe this as a condition for him to work behind the scenes on their behalf. In the new covenant, it's not a condition. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. It's not the same situation. He is behind the scenes working on our behalf. And although we don't see it happening and we don't know what he's up to, just like we don't know which way the wind blows or how the bones are formed in the mother's womb, we just get up and do our best knowing that he hasn't forsaken us and knowing that we can't figure out how he's going to get us out of this mess, just relying on him to do that. And on top of that, it's the spirit that gives us that peace of mind that says, oh yeah, I'm in a bad situation, but God will not forsake me. See, in the new covenant, the spirit calms us down. We rely on the spirit to help us sleep at night. We rely on the spirit to help us remember that God will not forsake us. We rely on the spirit for everything we do. We rely on the spirit to get out of that situation. We rely on the spirit to shine in front of the people who are involved in that situation and make them give us favor and make them like us because our spirit shines and they are attracted to our spirit in the new covenant. This is what we rely on. We say, Lord, you charm these people and turn them around and make them want to help me in this situation. You do that. Lord, you work in their hearts and make them want to help me. Lord, you work in them to will and do your good pleasure, Lord. Cause them to do what is needed to be done in this situation. And you rely on God for your behavior. You rely on God for their behavior. You rely on God for the good results in the situation. That is the new covenant. We depend on him for everything, including each breath that we take. That is what we do. And in this situation, we rely on the Spirit to cause us to wholeheartedly believe at all times that God will not leave us or forsake us. That is not one of the answers that's available to us. It's not something we should ponder Did God forsake me? Is that why I'm in this bad situation? No, that's already established. And the Holy Spirit working in you will cause you always to remember that verse in Deuteronomy that sticks out so much and doesn't seem to fit in the chapter in Deuteronomy. Well, it was doesn't fit because it was for us in the 20th century to know that he will not leave us or forsake us. It's him doing it always. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever doing his thing and doing everything that we need him to do. That's why Paul could say, 
in Philippians 1.6, I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will carry it on till the day of completion. And he will give get us an A for the day and God will never forsake his own son who is in us, which means he will never leave us or forsake us because Christ is in us and he is well pleased with his son in us. So thinking that he's forsaken you or left you. Broken fellowship. Broken fellowship. Good point, Bill. Good point. Broken fellowship thinking that you have broke fellowship or something like that, your relationship with God is diminished in any way, is off track. Now, thinking that your friends will leave you and forsake you for what you did is a different story because they may leave you or forsake you for what you did. And the way not to do what you did is to rely on the spirit to cause you to walk the upright Christian life. All the requirements of the law will be fully met by us who do not walk according to human effort, but walk according to the Spirit's power. We may be in trouble with our friends, or we can stay out of trouble by letting the Spirit keep us out of the trouble, keep us out of the ring with the sin guy who causes us to do what we don't want to do and not do what we do want to do, and wages war and makes us a prisoner to it and then we embarrass ourselves in front of the people around us the spirit prevents all that from happening and it prevents anybody from forsaking or leaving you and it will never forsake or leave you it is the cause of not forsaking or leaving you if that makes any sense yeah it's a promise it's a promise. Wow, that's just blowing my mind, Steve. Because we tie so many things to our obedience. And so let's just review that. So the, the question was explaining Deuteronomy 31.6, where it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That was given under the law, and they were to keep that promise in mind, but they couldn't. So even... Even the faith to believe the promises of God has to come from Jesus himself. Amen. And I think it's chapter 30 of Deuteronomy where he gives the law. He gives them the law and he says, Now do not say who will cross the sea to bring the law over or who will go to the heavens to bring the law down Mm -hmm. that we should, what, obey. Yes. But he said... the. The word of this law is near you. It is in your heart for you to obey. Then Paul in Romans chapter 10 takes that same phrase and he changes the words to what we're talking about now. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. He says, do not say who will cross the sea. That is to bring this new covenant dynamic law. But he said, do not say who will cross the sea. That is to bring Christ to us or who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ to down to us that is the word of the faithfulness of christ that is in you is the covenant we live by so everything that when when we have situations where our mind is not stayed on the lord it is because our mind is on us 
in our obedience, in our supposed ability to just say, well, he's never going to leave. I just believe that. Mm-hmm. He, he, even the, the faith is, we can turn that into a work. We can de- turn depending on Christ into a work. And that's literally what it says in Romans. It says faith speaks like this. He is not far off because he's in your heart. <laughs> that's, that's not far off. <laughs> that's not far off. And he's always there. Always there. I think that would be the meaning of he never leaves or forsakes. forsakes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. This idea that God is in a throne on a revolving one of those swivel chairs and mm-hmm. when you lack faith. Mm-hmm. I'm beating a dead horse, but let, well, let's just rejoice. Do you, and, do you want to just make a conclusion and pray for us? Yeah. Okay. Here's the conclusion. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let that establish your heart. That's called the grace teaching. That's what the guardians of grace is all about. It's good for your heart to be established in grace and not on these ceremonies and rituals and unshakable, unbreakables, which it says was of no value to the people that practiced mm. them. Mm. But establish your heart in the grace of God, in the finished work of Christ. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I pray, Father God, that by your spirit, you remind us as we will face trials we will face times when we seem like you're a million miles away, but you have to draw our mind back to it. You are the one that keeps us in perfect peace because we have the mind of Christ, which is stayed on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys, and good night. We love you. Yes, we do. We love you. Good night, you guys. Be blessed.